welcome, welcome to another episode here of Africans Talk Football. Uh, how's everybody doing tonight? I've been better. Oh, we're we're doing all right. Yeah, you know, yeah. I know you United's definitely seen better days. You know, we're recording here on March sixth, not March seventh. So you, you should be feeling a little bit better, you know. Not March seven, March sixth instead. No, the <laughs> seven. Okay, Cornelius. All right. But, um, <laughs> we'll, we'll get into that a little bit later. Uh again, thank you to everybody out there who's been rocking with us from the beginning. Um about 12 matches left, 12 match weeks left in this Premier League season. So it's about the last two, three months of the season. Um, we're going to see a lot of goals. It's a lot of games. We're going to see some important games come up here in the stretch. But thank you again to everyone who's been interacting with us on all of our social media, tapping in with us, watching our episodes, reposting. Really do appreciate it. Um, you know, we, we, we do want to look out for all of you who do support different teams around the league. So definitely let us know who it is that you do support. And we'll try to talk about them as much as possible. Unless you're Tottenham. Yeah. Unless and, you're yeah then, you know, <laughs> you guys better hope you win because we can talk about them this week. Didn't they lose to, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, I was, I was actually going to, was... you said what? And in midweek, right? They got kicked out. Of yeah. Yeah. I was actually going to start with them because, uh, they, the, those Tottenham fans out there feel we don't give them too much love. So let's let's look at their their week in full, as some may say. <laughs> Starting off Wednesday with a one nil loss away to Sheffield United. Yeah. Um, I mean, we talked about Tottenham last week a little bit when we started talking about teams that could potentially fight for these, you know, top four, top six European spots. And, you know, especially based after today's game, the Brentford match against Fulham, these top six, seven, eight teams, they're going to be fighting. You know what I mean? If you if you slip up a little bit, a Brentford could catch you. A Fulham could catch you. Liverpool's now looking to get, you know, three more points and be level with Tottenham. So it's this top five, top six, top seven is going to be a battle, you know, Arsenal is still leading the pack right now. City and United right there in the mix, but four is up for grabs. Four is definitely up for grabs. Um, Tottenham lost to Sheffield midweek. I didn't really watch the match, but it seems like it was just more of the same with Tottenham. Just very Spursy. A lot of chances, not being clinical enough in the final third, and they kind of underestimating their their opponent. I don't know. Do you guys really want to talk about that match? Or... I think that they, they don't have Conte. That's another thing. You summed it up. They don't have Conte, so that hurts. But but the the Adama Traore eighty second minute winner. <laughs> Man's hasn't scored since before COVID. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know when's the last time he scored in the league, but I think that loss was was uh, very um telling of how much they missed Conte. I know they went 4-4 four four initially with him, you know, not being their manager as far as four games, four wins. But now I think this is one of those that shows you do need an experienced manager. You do need somebody to keep your, your head focused on the next match because this is one of those games where, you know, they lost midweek. They got knocked out of a, 
you know, domestic tournament, and then now you come here and you lose in the league, and now you see a Liverpool team that's literally three points behind you creeping. Um, I think they needed a an experienced manager to kind of keep the focus to shift gears, tell them, you know, forget about the midweek. This is the league. This is what we get paid to play for. We pay, we get, you know, paid to play for top four. We get paid to play for championships as well. But you got to have a, you know, a quick, quick memory and just kind of forget the midweek and look forward towards the league. But um, what do you guys think about that Tottenham, Tottenham team? Coming to the last three months of the year, I just I, don't know, I was laughing because Gabriel was like reporting live. <laughs> 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 nah, man, I think hey, bro, I, especially after the way we lost this weekend, um, I think that it's great that they lost uh, because you know we give ourselves a little bit of cushion there. But um, I've said this before, man. I really think that this is the end of this whole Spurs uh, reign. I think. Um, Rain. Well, era, I shouldn't say. Era <laughs> just being like amongst uh, the like top six. You know what I'm saying? I think the only reason why they even came, they've always been a pretty competitive team. Um, but, you know, they, they, they made big jumps to really step into that next tier of like big clubs, got a new stadium. They're, they are spending money. But ultimately, man, I, I think that this is going to be the end of that. Um, I think Harry Kane will leave in the summer. I think Conte will leave in the summer. And all those players, I mean, are going to really reevaluate. I mean, bro, look at that. Davidson Sanchez. Like, how many times <laughs> does he have to play for you to be like, okay, he's not capable of playing this level? That's the reason why you're out of the FA Cup. I mean, you know, but um, as a United fan, um, Hopefully the more continues for Spurs because the worse they do, the better it is for us for top four. Yeah. Let, let them fall. Let them, let them get relegated. I don't care. <laughs> I just thought I it was, really I, I thought it was like so Spurs, man. And to, to think that like, cause I think the Spurs and the Arsenal game was going on at the same time. Right. Mm-hmm. When they're both at mm-hmm. uh, 10 <laughs> and then just like, you know, the way Arsenal went down and then they came back to win it. And then you look at the other side of North London and they just, they lose that way. It's just like, <laughs> oh man, not only are you guys just kind of like, ah. Uh, it was crazy. But it's like, your rivals, like, like just literally won on the last second of the, you know, of the match. But I love that. Yeah. Tottenham's they they're uh I don't know if they're gonna end up maybe a conference league again. I, I don't I really don't know. But I think someone someone unexpected will finish above them. Yeah, I mean right now looking at the table, Tottenham's fourth place, 45 points on 26 games. Liverpool 42 points, three points behind with a game in hand, 25 games. Newcastle, 41 points, so four points behind with two games in hand, sitting on 24 games. So the two direct teams behind them both have a game in hand at least, and both, if they win those games in hand, will jump Tottenham. So it's one of those things where they could easily go from fourth place to sixth, maybe even seventh with another loss. And, you know, if the teams behind them win, Brentford, Brighton, it's they could drop pretty far in two, three weeks. You know what I mean? So... 
that's something to monitor. You know, it's week 26. So in two weeks here, we'll be doing our final predictions, you know, mm. for the last 10 matches of the year. So it really could get bad for <laughs> for a lot of these upper to mid, upper mid table teams. Cause that five through eight, five through nine is really not that many points. It could really change over the matter of two, three weeks. Yeah, especially with Liverpool kickstarting their season. Uh, yeah, let's see yeah. just began. The way that they did. I mean, I think um, I don't really need a segue or introduction. I think. Uh, Let me go ahead and mute myself. What I should say? It's seven o'clock on the dot. In the drop uh, top. <laughs> Man, cruising the streets. <laughs> yeah. I'll say um probably probably the worst no, it's not probably. It is the worst defeat. Um statistically, we broke a record that day. <laughs> it was <laughs> it was the worst defeat of uh Manchester United in the Premier League. I think we were, I'm not gonna lie, we were very humbled. I think we went into that game very confident. Obviously, I mean, with the last, you know, almost month since the World Cup, I mean, I think the stat was what 22 games, 18 wins. Um, I don't see why you don't go into uh, that match against the shaky Liverpool team with confidence, but we got humbled, man. Um, I honestly thought these days were behind us. Uh, I thought once Ole left and once this guy came into the picture, you know, these 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 like types of losses wouldn't happen anymore. But, I mean, it's happened to Liverpool. We've gotten embarrassed against Man City. Um, we lost to Brentford at the beginning of the season. But for me, the Brentford one was just – you know, I don't really count that just because of some of the players that were in there. Um, but the Man City and the Liverpool one was, I mean, you know, the better team won. I think on many levels, bro, I, I just feel like that the, the crazy thing was, is like we were in the game. I think we, we went we went down one nil going into halftime. So it was just kind of like, OK, like we still have 45 minutes to get right, something. You have time. Yeah, yeah, like we like, you know, I never I never thought like. I never anticipated what was going to happen within the ne- after that 15 minutes of halftime. <laughs> um, yeah, man, I think we 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 got outplayed. We got outplayed. Um, I don't even think Liverpool were that great on the day. I think we were just very poor. Um, ironically, Cody Gakpo and Darwin Nunez get a bra- both braces. Salah even got a brace, right? All. That's crazy. Everybody on your front line just got a brace. Um, but yeah, ironically. You get, you get a brace. You get a brace. Yeah, <laughs> you get a brace. You know you what I'm saying? Bobby, you get a goal. And then Bobby, yeah, you, you you're not gonna come back next year, but here's a goal. You know, like um ironically, you know, two signings that we should have had, especially the Gakpo one, man. The Gakpo, the the, the second Gakpo goal really stung. I was just like, man, like you shouldn't even be on this team. It was a good goal, too. Mm, it was, it was a, a great goal. goal. It was a great goal. Um, I want to point out a few people. Um, <clears throat> obviously, when we talk talk about that goal, the second goal, the one that he chipped in, I think it was a great goal. I think Lissandro Martinez has been the center of many memes. I understand that. It's banter. 
But like I said in the group text earlier, I don't think that we can see that goal because of that moment there. I think we can see that goal because of the goal scorer who was unmarked by the person that should have been marking him, which was Luke Shaw. If Lissandra Martinez is playing as a center back and he goes out wide to cover the wide attacking player, then you got to rotate. You got to cover his, uh, the man that he's supposed to cover. And you're too slow getting back once again. Um, some of these players, man, um, I really thought that like we turned to leap, but like, you know, I let my guard down. I know these players. I know some of these players, Luke Shaw, Bruno Fernandez, Diego <laughs> I mean, Anthony was probably one of the worst performances I've ever seen in in the United shirt. One of the worst performances in the United shirt. I think he cost us the first goal for sure. He cost us, I think, the third or the fourth goal and played almost the majority of the game. And I think, like, you know, man, Casemiro, not that great on the game. Varane, not that great. Those guys, 100%, I believe, will bounce back. I think that they're winners. I think they've been there. It's some of these other guys, though. And Marcus Rashford, how are you one of the most informed players in Europe? And you put out a performance like that. You look like he looked like he just played in, in a game the, like two hours prior. Um, Bruno Fernandez, another symbolic performance. He's actually been terrible since we came back from the World Cup. Um, completely, obviously, listen, winning disguises everything. But he squandered so many opportunities. I haven't forgot that Barcelona miss that you did at Old Trafford in the first half. <laughs> the game away. But here we are. Um, and lastly, man, um, Ten Hag. I think I feel for you. But I ask, I also just, some of these decisions, man. Like, Wan-Bissaka has been playing so well. You're going into Anfield. How naive can you be? To play Diego Delo, someone who's just now coming back from injury, Wambisaka has shut down everybody's left winger since he's been playing. So, I mean, I would rather go up against Darwin and Gakpo as opposed to Salah, Gakpo, and Nunez. But the fact that he played Delo, that's on him. I think even the the worst mistake – well, before I get to that, I think Weghorst should have came on, should have came off a lot sooner. But I feel him. We don't really have that many options. Garnacho is about it. I don't know why he didn't put on Sancho. So I'm like, is Sancho not fit? Because why is he not playing? Why are you taking off Fred to put on McTominay? That's the one that I don't understand. You just threw a rabbit into a pack of lions and you said, hey, go figure it out. Scott McTominay. I want to say this here. That was the worst performance I've seen in about what? How long was he in? He was in for about 35 20, to 40 minutes. It took him five minutes. To oh, no. He t- yeah, he came on 30 minutes. He came on 60 minutes. So about 30 minutes. Yeah. 30 minutes. So, like, your average sitcom here. You know what I'm saying? Like, it. that's all it took. One episode, one episode of Everybody Loves Raymond. That's how long he played. It took him five minutes to get booked. And completely, <laughs> like, in a game like that, why do you put on McTominay? We have Sabitzer. Why, do you, why are you putting on McTominay? Yeah, I was confused like, about that one too. You have the Sabitzer. Why do you come on so late? Like, why are you why McTominay over Sabitzer? Like, I don't know, bro. Some of these guys, I'm like, is it in your contract? I don't get it, man. But like, uh, bro, William, William, it was in William's contract. I'm telling you, 
bro. I don't know what it is, but it's but 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 Gabriel, it's like William. Okay, like you know what I'm saying. I see like you got a little bit of like a reputation behind you. You know what I'm saying. What yeah. is what are you? What is this guy? As if we're talking about like. <laughs> but uh, I mean, I think you got. I I give credit to Ten Hag, um, for what he's done this season. But I thought that the way that he managed that game was was very poor. Um, but I do have I do have faith in what we got going on now. I think the last time that we lost that we lost like this, we bounced back. Um, and I think that you know I Yo, think I never lost like, like this. <laughs> no, nah, we never lost like this. I mean, the loss to Man City was bad. The, uh, the loss to Man- I know we scored uh, what two goals, but like that wasn't a that wasn't a six two or five two game. That game was um, a lot worse than that. But um, I think with the manager, I'm confident that we kick back on. I think that we needed to get humbled this way. Um, the way I'm looking at the rest of the season, uh, top four is firmly in our hands. We got. FA Cup favorable draw and a big Europa League game in uh on Thursday. So for the rest of the season I'm still feeling pretty good. Okay. Yeah, I mean I really don't even have much to say about y'all. I don't even have no questions. Just just piss poor. Just everyone took the piss. It's everyone. It was it was this it was actually very stunning to watch. Like in this live, it was because you're right. The first half, I was like, okay, United's still in it. They're not playing the worst. They could definitely be playing better, but they're not. They're in it. You know, it's 1 0. Okay. And then second half, it was just like, okay, okay, 2 0. Okay. Then it was like 3 0. Like, oh. Bro, I was like. And then it's like, oh, 4 0. Oh, I was like, oh, okay. So then they're just going off now. And I was just about to be a route. And, and I thought after, you know, 4 0, I was like, United's going to at least. They're gonna, they're gonna settle. Okay, you know that happens. You know, because sometimes teams just get in a, in a rut for like ten minutes and then they'll bounce back. And then you saw five and six, and you're like, oh, okay, yeah. And then seven, seven was just you don't know what to say about that one. It's just every, like every just chalk it up. It's just like, yeah, it was decent. I thought. It was, yeah, that's my thing. But it was also very bad defensively by United because it was for sure, the for clearances sure. were so poor. Like no, 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 Luke Stahl sure. is just Yeah, yeah. No, I mean yeah, he's terrible. Uh, he's I don't know. I don't know. It was it <laughs> it was one of those things for Not me it. where I I think it was just a whole whirlwind of everything hit United at the same time. Yeah. Cause I think United had the better chances in the first half. Bruno had that wide open hitter that he's flashed wide. You know, Casemiro was off sides, but if he holds his run an extra second, Anthony, maybe Anthony, you know, he yeah. early too. Anthony, great shot. It was a save. So for me, I think in the first half, United really had the better chances. They probably weren't playing the best, but they had the more clear chances in the first half. Gakpo just gets a great ball play to him. I think he just beats Varane with that touch inside, kind of gets him off guard and just and just scores. But <clears throat> what I wanted to say was for me, it was two things that stood out. One was the IQ of Gakpo. I think he's a real, real baller. I think there's something there. Um, I mean, even if you look at his second goal, bro, like, and I've been talking about this because I, I, 
I've watched the highlights. I watched the game live. But if you see Gakpo, he hits Salah, and Salah looks at the ball. He's like, damn, that ball is too far, and has to hit top speed. And once he hits top speed, that allows Salah to realize, oh, wait, I have way more space than I originally thought. Because Gakpo hits him way, 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 way ahead. It almost seems like an overhit. And while Salah is realizing the space that he has, Gakpo is just floating, 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 gets the ball and scores. And when I'm looking at that and I look at his first goal, I'm like, yo, his positioning, his IQ to hit Salah a little bit further than Salah probably wanted the ball just to open up that space and draw the defender. His ideas, the way he's able to find the ball, find the space, there's a real, real player inside Cody Gakpo. And I didn't really realize it, you know, his first month, month and a half after the World Cup. But this last few weeks, like, and I know you're Saudi sitting there because that really could have been a United player. We have but these last two, three weeks, I've honestly been looking at his play a lot. And for what he has and what Nunes has just athletically, them two really can, you know, revitalize this new Liverpool. And especially how we're saying right now, this is where their season starts. I can easily see them being top four. I mean, without a doubt in my mind, I can easily see them being top four. So that was the one thing that... um Stood out to me, just Cody Gakpo. And then Gabriel, I I don't know how you could see United maybe settling after four because it was after that fourth goal was where the cop really started going crazy. That's when the, we want five, we want five. We That's when yeah, the chance but, started. But, that's when... Every, but I'm I, thinking, because I'm thinking, okay, you it's four nil now. Yes, it's bad. We already know it's bad, but we we have to bring it together. Like there has to be some type of yeah like team mentality of like no, as a team, yes, we're all frustrated, but we're not about to get it dog walked and embarrassed in here. Like, like it's now like, it's a it's a pride head. thing. Yeah, it's a pride thing. Like it's like a no, we're not we're not about to just get blown out in here. And usually there's a camaraderie around just that pride. You know, there was none of that, and that's where my like kind of shock factor settled in was like oh no they it's it's just whatever like and it's not even it was the attitudes of the players too and once again like i want to i'm going to call him out bruno you're the captain all the antics man like you're it's bad enough that you're losing and then you're just all the antics on top of that and I understand, you know, it's frustration, you know, as well. You're losing, you're away from home, you have the crowd, you have the players, you have, you know, all of that stuff. But then just your antics on top of that, it's, come on, bro. Yeah, like, A lot yeah. Of players, you, man. No, you're 100% just... right. Like, he's the captain, he's the leader. Like, we have, we have youth players in the team, like, who look at you and, <laughs> like, you're acting that way. You're 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 upset that you're not being subbed off. Like you're you're fucking wearing the armband. Like you're staying on there, bro. And you're going to you're gonna be there for 90 minutes. But yeah, man, I, I, I just I don't I don't I agree with what you said, Gabriel, because like I, I don't see like like where like we just lost our heads. We're not even we're not even okay, guys, like let's just pack it in, let's just get out of here, let's just get defensively sound. And let's just leave. Let's get out of here with the loss. No, like every goal got worse. And and that's the dip. <laughs> that's the difference, though, because I feel like Bruno Bruno's a hothead, bro. Let's be real. Bruno is a hothead. Yeah, well, and, we don't we don't and, have space for that. We and and 
And yeah, and you don't have space for it, but at the same time, that's your captain. And in time, in moments like that, a hothead is not going to give you the calm response. He's going to get more frustrated and, you know, act out more. And that's what I feel like happened as one goal and one and two goal and three goal. It just got worse and worse and worse and worse. So it's just, yeah, I don't, it's, there was just no sense of, no sense of calmness, no sense of camaraderie, no sense. It just like, all of the hard work that you've done over the past two months, three months was just thrown out the window and the yeah. bad habits. It just showed that the bad habits are still there. Yeah. Like as, as quickly as, as much progress as you've shown and as much progress as you've made, the bad habits are definitely still there and they're not all the way out. And that just Ooh. proves it right there. Like, yeah, yeah you're right. Just, I, I agree 100%. It. Like, like, how would you all the progress we made, like you, you're pouting as if we were on a 15 game losing streak. Like right. this is our, like, yeah, this is bad. This is really bad. You're making history. It's bad. But like, yo, we can't even as a team come together as the captain and be like, guys, let's, let's just get out of here. I don't know. I, I don't. The last thing I just want to say though, Hey, we could have had Cody Gakpo. Could have had Cody Gakpo. The only reason why we didn't was because we waited too long to buy Anthony in the summer, and we ran out of money. What could have been fifty million for Anthony turned into eighty-five to hundred million with add-ons. So, <laughs> I want to further, further call on my potential investors. <laughs> I know you guys saw it today. I feel Qatari. <laughs> <laughs> They're coming. Sheikh Jassim, hey, I am your shooter. <laughs> yep, I will be waiting for you. Yeah, the DM is sent. The cash is sent. Just wait, guys. In due time. I know you guys have been seeing the rumors. In due time. You know, I'm off social media right now, so everything I see is through <laughs> you guys, you know what I'm saying? But I did I did want to say one thing because we did this earlier. Um, we actually did this a few weeks ago, but I'd be remiss without saying shout out and congratulations to Mohamed Salah becoming the all-time nice. goal-leading scorer for his club. <laughs> In a year where we've seen Kane do it too, it's kind of like, it's kind of remarkable to kind of sit down and... um. And just like kind of cre- appreciate greatness, you know what I'm saying? Like, if you look at the 2010s, especially the second half of the 2010s, into where we are currently in the Premier League, Salah and Kane's stamp has been all over it. From them fighting for Golden Boots to Salah breaking the record to, you know, I mean, we could go down the the laundry list of awards that Salah has specifically. Not even to talk about Kane because this is Salah's moment, but just you know from. Being a Chelsea reject, so to speak, you know, unfortunately, we we, we kind of tossed him to the side to going to Roma to really finding his really finding his footing as a footballer. And then for Liverpool, actually taking the chance on him, honestly, when they were in a big rebuild phase and kind of giving him the keys to the city and saying, we want you to be that special guy for us. We want you and Mane up top to actually build something there and to see what they were able to do and what Salah was able to do. And honestly, it's kind of crazy looking back to see like what he's done for Liverpool. Um, Shout out, man. You know, another African as well. So Africans talk football TV. Let's not forget he is an African as well. 
Um, you know, even going to AFCON finals, what he's done for Egypt. I mean, th th there's just a whole bunch, but specifically for the Prem and what he's done for Liverpool, it's um, you know, he's it, he he's going to be in the history books whether you want it or not. So it, it only makes sense for you to take time to appreciate greatness while you're watching it live. And we've been saying it all year. You know, we're all Salah fans, but as a leader, we're going to look at you when the team isn't performing how they should. We said he needs to be more active. He needs to score more goals. And these last two, three weeks, you're starting to see him actually start to pipe up a little bit. So definitely wanted to give him his shout out and just, you know, take the second to, to say how cool it is to see two legends of the Prem actually go ahead and break their club record for, for being the all-time leading goal scorer. So, Yeah, I, I mean, I, I just thought it was amazing how quickly he broke the record. I mean, 120... Nine or twenty twenty-two, I think one twenty-nine. Yeah, but he did it very quickly. Definitely one of the best African players to play. Definitely one of the best goal scorers to ever play. Um, but also, in addition to him, um, shout out to Bobby Man. Uh, he's not renewing his contract. Got his goal. Um, you know we're gonna look back on that front line of Mane. Firmino and Salah one day and be like, damn, they were one of the, to yes. me, they were one of the best to ever do it. I think that with the consistency, oh they didn't really have any depth. I think the next person was what, Shakiri and Origi. It's like, no, those three really held it down. So, you know, definitely Thanks. I'm happy to see that era come to an end for sure. Thanks, <laughs> yeah, shout out Salah, shout out that trio. End of an era, man. End of an era. Yeah, definitely end of an era. Um, if you had to go back and do it all over again for your team, would you pick up Salah or Kane as your striker during that same era? So let's just say 2000. And... See, that's the thing. Salah's not really a striker. He's like a, a wide. A winger. He's a winger. I, I, for my team, I would take Salah. Just because I feel like we could figure out a different nine. We've had different nines. We've never really had a, a dominant right sided player like him. Anthony. No, <laughs> that guy. He's he's Nani? <laughs> Nani. <laughs> Gabriel, how about you? What? Oh, Kane or Salah? I'm taking Kane. Damn, shameless. <laughs> Wow, as a as a, as a cross city rival. Oh, wow, he just shaved. I mean, for for what my team has needed for like a little bit of time. Before Jesus, we we needed a nine. We had the wingers. Nah, he couldn't say Salah because of soccer. He couldn't. You had to. say Yeah, that. we got soccer. <laughs> like, we had soccer. I'm not. Gonna, no, now I'm that I'm thinking it. about it, yeah, you couldn't. Yeah, say I'm taking Kane. Kane and soccer will go crazy. What with Martinelli? Come on, bro. It's like I left back. Yeah. Nah, nah, chill, 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 chill. No, yeah, I, I mean, obviously we, <laughs> that, we had Salah. Yeah, obviously we had Salah for a spell, so I would have to go with Kane. And I think that Kane would fit our team better just because we need a striker. Again, I've always said this on the pod. I don't think Chelsea's been dominant since we have let go of Diego Costa. It's been the last real striker we had. You guys could have so, had... You guys, you guys could have had a front three of Hazard, Costa, and uh, Salah. You know, it could have been with De Bruyne in the middle. 
What could have been? You know what I mean? What could have been? But you know, since we're talking about Chelsea, let's switch gears a little bit. Um, I know Mike's not here, but three point collectors, my boys, three point collectors. Talk to the man. Mike is back there somewhere. (laughs) Yeah, man. Um, Wesley Fofana. I'm glad you're able to step up since Reese James was had a small knock, I guess, another another injury. That's but, how you're gonna score, man. You guys be scoring from set pieces. Your center backs be scoring, man. <laughs> I say this every match. I don't know where the goals are coming from. Last week you laughed. You said a set piece. I actually rewatched the episode back. I said, honestly, we'll probably win this one nil, but I don't know where the goal is coming from. You cracked a joke and you said set piece. And honestly, you're not wrong. Every week, I look at our, I, I look at how we're set up, and I see Loftus cheeks starting, and I'm like, okay, well, you haven't played with this mid- midfield at all. Or I see Ty Havertz still up top, and I'm like, well, you haven't put a shot on frame in three weeks, so I don't know where these goals are coming from. I don't know exactly what Potter is trying to do each time. So that's what I said a few weeks ago. This year has been a wash for me. If we win, great. If we lose, you know, good. Hopefully there's some lessons we can learn from it. But at this point, you know, we're we're chasing Brentford, who keeps winning. <laughs> and we're a solid, uh, what, two, three points behind them with them having a few games in hand. So right now I kind of just want to see some stability. Again, Potter, I think, saved – his coaching career at Chelsea, he definitely gave himself a little lifeline with this win. I always said, I don't think this is the big match, though. I think the match that he has to pay attention to is this Dortmund match. Because as bad as Chelsea is, you know, we are technically still a, a force in Europe. You know, we, we're looked at. We have two. We, we got two of them things. So we have cemented our, our name in the history books. You know, we're not just a one-time, we're going to go and win this for fun. You know, we're, we're up there. We, we have a few now. We, we have a couple. We have this a couple. Guy, this guy has never managed in the Champions League. We have a couple. He's so, never, no, but, but, th- but this is my point. I feel like this is, this is the bigger match for him to prove that he can do it on a high level. Again, look, we lost against one. We lost by one uh, when we played Dortmund in Germany. We're coming back home, Stanford Bridge, coming off of a win at home. For me, I'm looking at this match as this can be one of the matches that changes the tide of our season. I'm not saying we'll win this match and then go on and, you know, win 10 straight or 12 straight, get top four. But when you are an aspiring manager of a big club and you're handed the keys and you've had a rough patch and you're trying to potentially save your job, these are the matches that you're going to look back at the end of the year if you do keep your job or if you get sacked and say this was a big, big factor. I needed this one. <laughs> yeah, I mean, for me, if you look at what we're currently doing, I mean, if we beat Dortmund and go to the next round, we're, we're that much closer to the semifinals. We could get a weak draw. I mean, there are still some teams that I think Chelsea can beat in this, you know, in this Champions League pool. So for me, I, I think the next step is win against Dortmund. You're at home. You're only down a goal. One goal ties it, takes you to extra time. Two goals, two nil win, you move. This is what I'm talking about when I look at Potter and say, this is going to show me if you're a real manager. Good. You got the win against Wolves. I'm 
I'm proud of you, bro. Like we move. Now this Dortmund match is what is going to determine whether I think you can actually be a manager of a big club or not. These are the big games. This is when I look back and I say the, the, the Spurs game. Obviously, you didn't play Spurs, you know, the at the beginning of the year, but you know the history that we have for Spurs. You know how Spurs and our arrivals. You come in and we lose to you in a terrible way. And now it shows me that you don't have you don't have it within you to get the team ready. You don't have it within you to get teams up for big games. We said this last year a lot about Arteta. Even when Arteta was going through his rough patches, he was able to get them through the big games. They went and beat Chelsea twice, and now look at where they are. You know, there's just certain things in the season that can let you know if the manager has what it takes or if you you really can't put any faith in them. And I think that's one of the biggest things that Potter has to show the fan base, for real, because I think Bowley's going to want to stick with him. But if the fan base starts to say Potter out, he's going to have to go Potter out. Because at this point, we spent way too much money and we have way too much talent for it to be wasted. I mean, obviously, Ten Hag just had a major setback this past weekend. But if you look at what he's done over the past six months, you know what I mean? They United already has the first silverware of the year, you know, in England. United had, went on 18 of 22 wins this year. United is starting to form an identity. You know, obviously, we like we just said, there's still remnants of the Ole, Van Gaal, Moy, you know, DNA, but... It doesn't. It's going to take more than one season to weed all that out. So for me, this is the biggest, biggest test that Potter has had. You know, through all the ups and downs that he's had, mostly downs since he's become manager. But that's kind of just how I feel about us right now. Um, we're still a project in the in the works, but good win. Don't really have much to say about it. We got to move. We have to beat Dortmund. This is the one I've been looking for. Yeah, I haven't. I didn't. I didn't watch your match. I was busy with mine, but I mean, I was surprised that you guys got a win. If I'm being honest. I I thought you you were gonna draw. Thought Wolves was gonna pack it in and just you were gonna draw. So, who else you got the win? I saw that. I saw the Wesley Fofana header. That was a little weak, but you know. Goals. <laughs> <laughs> hey, well, it, it, it gets the job done. You know, got the job done. So, do you think? Do you think? Um, if Potter loses this match, he's gone. No, because ultimately, I think the league will now be the forefront. There's no more distractions. We look at the league and we say, okay, we have 11, 12 more games left. What do we have to do to get European berth? Because I think at the end of the day, that's kind of what we're looking for. Um, I honestly can't tell you what we are looking for, but I think – like if it were me, no, if I'm, bro. yeah, if I'm Potter, this this isn't going to get him sacked, because yeah. he wasn't expected to do well in Europe. I don't think. I think he was expected to come in and do well in the league initially. You know, he like you said, he's never coached in the Champions League. Yeah. Brighton has been his biggest job, and what he was able to do was bring them up from relegation. So, I think they're giving him time. Like I said, we've expressed that even through all the ups and downs, we're still going to give him through the end of the year. So everything is pointing to us giving him through the end of the year. I don't think a loss of Dortmund will be the reason he gets sacked. Now, if we would have lost over the weekend and lose to Dortmund, then maybe I would have had a different answer. But I think he has a little bit more of a lifeline now that he beat, you know, 
this after he got the dub this weekend. I, I don't even lie. I kind of disagree. I think if he if he loses the next three out of four matches in the league, he's getting sacked. Like <laughs> in the league, yeah, in the league. in the league, yeah. But you said Dortmund. Oh, but I'm saying if I'm saying if he loses to Dortmund, loses the next two matches, he's gone. Or if he loses oh, to Dortmund, yeah, I think. Yeah, yeah, okay. I mean, that's a different question. If he loses mm-hmm. to Dortmund, then he loses next to the league. I again, I don't want to keep him, but I don't find the stability in hiring and firing and hiring and firing twice in the same year. Let's say he does lose the next two in the league. We have ten more matches. We have to search for a new manager. Or we potentially just go with, you know, some, one of our youth coaches. Like, is, what's the point? You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, why not I, stick with him through the end of the year if we're going to fire him anyway? It doesn't I, make sense to do it with seven or eight games left. Cornelius, could it be that we're, we are blaming the wrong person? Obviously, like, the co- we talked about this last week. Obviously, the coach is the first person that people look at, specifically him. He's never managed in the Champions League. So, for me, I'm like, I don't expect you to do anything in Champions League. Yeah, yeah. I don't think that's a big expectation. But come on, man. I I just feel like Todd Bowley, man. Like, no one, I feel like no one's afraid to say anything because, like, everyone's afraid to say something because he spent the money. And it's just kind of like, you have no transfer strategy. And I personally, I personally think it's the same situation with the Glazers and Ole. Like, you have this manager here. Granted, Ole, like, Grim Potter is 10 times the manager Ole was, but, like, this guy's not going to say a peep about who comes in and who comes not, who comes not. He was coaching at Brighton. Are you telling me if he, he said, hey, do you want Enzo <laughs> Fernandez? He's going to turn down Enzo Fernandez? No. He, he wasn't in that scouting pool. He was in a completely different, completely <laughs> different scouting pool. Different so, like, I just, I just feel like, 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 how could we sit here and blame Potter when it's just like you just literally you brought all these random pieces together and you're trying to put it fit it in this puzzle that like like you know what I'm saying like he like what do you expect him to do? I, I mean, so like, I'm not I'm not blaming Potter. I'm not blaming Potter for the transfer strategy because I believe that Bowley had his guys that he thought he wanted based off the people he put in position. Because you got to think about it like when Bowley first came in. We had no, we we had no one in you know our upper management roles. So we yeah, had no director of culture. We had no scout team essentially. So everything was built starting this year with Bowley. We brought a few guys on every every you know couple of weeks, every couple of months. So I feel like as a whole, we're still figuring each other out as far as management all the way down to the players. Now, going back up to management and Bowley. We don't know who he is as a owner. We don't really know much about him other than that he owns a few companies here in the U.S. and the Dodgers. So I don't know his baseball strategy, and it obviously doesn't work because it's a totally different sport. But you can see what he's trying to do with all these seven, eight-year deals. He's trying to build a team and keep this young core together. Cool. I like that idea. But my thing is, there's no way that he's buying all these players with no input from Potter. So just because most of these guys may seem like they randomly got selected, I think Grant Potter had his hand in some of these players we got. At the end of the day, he's a manager, so he has to understand that he ha- 
he's going to have to abide by the owner, some of the people the owners want, and hopefully the owner buy, buys into his vision and gives him the players that he think can make his but vision come I'm to saying. fruition. Are we, are so, we in the same vision, or is it just like these are your players and you just got to deal with it? I think it's got to be a mix of both. I don't know, but I think it's got to be a mix of both. Because from what it seems to me is that Bully is really open on listening to what other people think is good because he understands that soccer isn't his first love. It's not his game. He's coming into a foreign situation, and he understands he's the money. But I know at the end of the day, the owner's got to have some people that he likes too. And there's definitely some people that are on our team specifically because Bully wanted them. So I think it's a little bit of both, but... My whole thing is cool, bro. You got some players you wanted. You got some players maybe you didn't want so much, but they're on the team now. You have to make the mesh. That's your job. That's the end of the day. You're the manager. That's your job. So as far as are they on the same page as who we want here and there, maybe, maybe not. But at the end of the day, your job is to take the collective and see if you can get the best product. And he hasn't been doing that in my in my opinion. Agree. Oh, Harley, agree. But you know, we'll we'll talk about Chelsea later on, and when we do our predictions. But honestly, the game that ended up being the match of the weekend for sure was this Bournemouth Arsenal match. Um, from down two nil to up three two. I mean, we were talking about the Madrid comeback, you know, from down two nil to up five two. And that was one in itself. But this, this is one of those matches, and I think we might have even said it in the chat that Character. if Arsenal go on to win the league, this would be one of them ones that everyone looks back and says, this game was a turning point. Because easily could have lost in a week where City got max points and was n- nipping at your heels. Nipping at the heels. Um, it was like company's goal. Remember against Leicester, like yeah, just like company's goal against Leicester. Like one of them was where you just look at you like, damn, these. These probably about to win the league. <laughs> yeah, probably gonna win the league. And the later in the season it is, the that much more it means to the team, to everybody rallying behind. You know the fan base, everybody, and it's uh, it's cool to see Reese Nelson come on as a super sub and be able to do what he did. So first and foremost, shout out to that kid. Um, It's got to be one. It's got to just be a man. Yeah. No, like, yeah, straight up man, big man thing for him. Cause that's got to be straight out of a storybook. You know, your childhood club grew up playing for the Academy, going through injuries. Your team is finally on the up and up. You don't know if you're going to be sold in January to go on loan or loan after loan. After you know what I'm saying? You stay on the team, you work your ass off, you actually get in, in a game that matters a lot, you know, play full 30 minutes, get an assist within your first two, three touches, and then score the game winner and a banger at that. I mean, I don't know, like you can't make those things up. And that kind of all adds to the whole fantasy of if Arsenal go on to win the league, Reese Nelson will be a club legend forever. Like literally, he will be a club legend forever. And they'll talk about it from time to generation to generation. It's just one of those games you look back and you'll be like, Yeah, man, we were only five points clear, and then we, we could have been two points clear, and Sig would have and you're gonna look back and be like, Yeah, damn, this was this was one of the ones. But you know, as an Arsenal supporter, as an Arsenal fan, as someone who decided not to hit the group chat until 
the fat lady saying in the game was completely over. Um, you know, what were your emotions from <laughs> from minute three? I guess when 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 did when did Boardman score? You said what were my emotions? They scored within the first thirty seconds. Yeah, <laughs> like, I guess I guess minute one. I missed it I was, um, actually. To to off, minute ninety eight. Oh, 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 first off, Arteta in. He scores. I haven't said that again. Arteta in. Um, yeah, they scored in the first literally 15 seconds of the match. Um, so crazy enough because I usually never miss kickoff, but I was like, let me just go put some honey in this tea real quick. So I went to go put some honey in this in this tea and I heard, oh, and I heard silence and I ran out and it was one up. That, it's such that's, a shitty kickoff like routine too. Shouldn't have, <laughs> shouldn't have even counted. That's that's beyond the point. Um, just just terrible. I was like, okay, it's gonna be one of those. After that moment, I kind of knew it was gonna be a classic, if in, in my eyes, because I knew that Bournemouth thought that they had the one up on us. We we're gonna have to fight to catch up to them, and they have players that can get get at us on the counter attack, and we're gonna be so spread so high because we're going to dominate possession. We're going to, you know, just attack after attack after wave after attack that they're just going to try to get us on the counter. And that's really all they did. Um, they could have scored so many more times, which is, they could have scored so many more times. Um still got us out of a couple sticky situations. Shout out to Aaron Ramsdale. Um but yeah, they could have scored he, a lot. He saved him with his face. I remember. Yeah, no, he and Ramsdale got us out of a lot of situations. Um, we we could have easily gone down for it though, for sure, for sure. Um, but you know, it was it was honestly insane to watch because I mean, down two 0 I don't even know what to think. Um, I I knew. I knew that some players needed to come off after the first half. Um, and I say Arteta in because I think Arteta made all of the right decisions um, in terms of substitutions and managing the match. I think he was completely fair to take off Tamiyasu after the first half. <clears throat> Excuse me, he just he just didn't have it. It just wasn't, it's not what we needed that match. Um, you know, bringing on Smith Rowe, um, I saw the vision. Didn't work out, and he pulled him. And that's a big decision that Arteta had to make. Not a decision that a lot of managers wouldn't make, let's be honest. A decision that a lot of managers wouldn't make, but um, he did that. And it just proved to be, you know, one of those decisions that, could win you a title. <laughs> it's just he's doing the things I've been asking him to do. Um, you know, once he started, so you know, all those things you know add up, and we get a we get a magical game like this. In terms of like emotions, if I'm being honest, once it was two two, I was like, we have to get three points, because in my head from the beginning of the match, it was there's no way this isn't three points. You know, so now that it's, we're down two nil. Uh, it's two two. It's no no. We need the three points. Like I don't think I think you guys understand as much as you know the fans understand that 
we need the three points in terms of the entire season. If we don't get these three points, we're going to understand, we're going to look back and be like, hmm, is this why we did it or is this why we did? It's like everyone was saying, it's one of those matches. Um, honestly, the last, the from from like 88 on, my heart is racing, like racing. Like my fingers are tingling. Like I can't, my, my legs, I can't sit still. I'm just, I'm really tweaking out, just looking at the team like we have to score. Like there's no way we, we don't score. We literally have to. Because if we don't, then I don't know what, like I, it's gonna ruin my day. <laughs> it's gonna ruin my whole day. Um, and a lot of people have been talking about this extra time thing. Like, oh, Arsenal got an extra minute. Yeah, a guy went down for a minute trying to milk the clock. So yeah, the ref was a hundred percent correct to to give us, you know, to give us a, you know, um, the extra minute on the in extra time. Why wouldn't we? A minute? Come on! Like it, it's fair. It's only fair. And people say, "Oh, he cheated for Arsenal." They, 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 yeah. They look. They said they cheated for Arsenal. How did they cheat for us when we should have had four PKs? If you want to argue, maybe not four, but we should have at least had two PKs. And yet, oh no, nothing, nothing at all. And I'm not complaining too much because it is what it is. But at the same time, we definitely should have got at least one of those. At least one of those. Should have been a pen. Um, and then neglected to give it to us. But yet, they say we cheated because they gave us the minute that we deserve an extra time. Um, but yeah, I think, you know, as soon as as soon as soon the ball got to Reese Nelson, yeah, it was just... It was a great thing. Yeah, it was a great hit, but I think, I think just everyone just knew it. Like, I don't know. I knew it. As soon as it landed to him, I was like, it's too perfect. It's, it's just too perfect. It's going to... It's going to go in somehow. I don't know what's going to happen, but something's going to happen and the ball's going to go in the back of the net. I didn't know it was going to go in like that. I didn't know it was going to be a screamer like that. Yeah, on FIFA, how it'd be zooming in sometimes when you're about to. Yeah, and then when it's just a yeah. perfect shot. Yeah, it's yeah. one of those things. It was definitely one of those things. Um, And yeah, I mean, I almost, my neighbors definitely think I'm crazy. I almost <laughs> broke multiple things in my house. Um, Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was a moment. It was really, really a moment. I can't even really describe it because I haven't had something like that in a while. Yeah. So, so was it yeah. Fabio Vieira started? Just yeah, Fabio started. Vieira started. Um, if I'm being honest, I questioned that start. Um, Over Shaka. Yeah, I questioned it. A, quite a bit. I still kind of do, if I'm being honest. But, I mean... I guess I'm just not used to having depth. Yeah. It's weird because I feel like Fabio Vieira, we haven't really been able to see his game as much in a game like uh, a match like, um, you know, Bournemouth. It's at home. You know, we're not expecting to, to you know, we're not expecting that to happen. We're not expecting to go down 2-0. We're not expecting to go down 1-0 within the first minute. So it's okay to... Arteta's thinking, okay, rotate some guys. So Ben White, okay, we you play a lot. Tamiyasu can come in. More defensive Zinchenko can, you know, roam even more than he wants to. Fabio Vieira come in for Xhaka. You're playing more of a role that you that you like and you're more comfortable in. Xhaka can get some rest. You know what I mean? Um, we didn't expect that to happen at all. Simply, we, we just didn't. And 
I mean, Fabio Vieira's performance is, I just wanted to speak on him for a little bit. I didn't really, um, I didn't really like his, like, I don't know. It's for I'm me, if for me, I'm not, yeah, I'm not sold yet. I'm not sold yet. And I feel like he can just produce so much more than he actually does. I feel like I don't want to compare him to Odegaard. I don't want to, but I feel like he has this. Yeah, he's not comfortable yet. Yeah, he's just not comfortable yet. And I feel like he's just, he just looks busy a lot. Yeah. You know, I feel like he didn't come alive until the sense of urgency of the team became alive. And he was just like, oh, no, I have to now be on, be the best I can be. And until he saw it from everyone, then that's when I felt like his performance really started to show. And his, you know, his, his characteristics, his character, the player that he is that we signed, you know, started to show. But I feel like he's one of those players that very easily will hide. Like yeah, very sure. quickly will just hide and just move the ball along side to side and, you know, try to make something happen or take a shot when needs to be set pieces, but can very easily hide in a match. Yeah. Um, and I feel like he hid for a long time in that match. Um, but I think it was a beautiful thing to see Xhaka come off the bench, though. Like when he came off the bench, I was like, oh, okay. Like, yeah. I just feel uh, perfect. This is fine. There's nothing... Nothing in this um in this team should should slow down. It's not like we're bringing on someone. The the level shouldn't change. The level's not going to drop, and that's how I felt. Um, and I felt that with a, with a lot of our a lot of our subs. Ben White came on. And I was like, okay, good. Now Saka has yeah, someone on his on you know to help him out, and we have someone who's going to attack. You know, someone we can rely on in the back as well. Who's you know been informed. <laughs> I'm fine there. Cool. Yeah. Smith Rowe came on. Um. I wanted to see what he looked like, honestly. I forgot what he looked like. Yeah, because I haven't seen him play in a long time. And he got on, and I mean, it's just a bad performance. It's just you, you look rusty. You look extremely rusty. Um, extremely, extremely rusty. You don't look – he didn't look to beat anyone. He just looked to hide and, you know, just move the ball. It probably doesn't um, help that like your team is like playing at such a high level. Yeah, at such a high level as well. So it's hard to it's hard for a situation like that. But I mean, at the same time, you're you're on the bench for a reason. Yeah, I mean, because you're getting you're getting on the roster when Reese Nelson wasn't. Yeah, yeah. You know, you're getting on the bench when Reese Nelson wasn't. You want to know um, the reason that? What what was it? I think what, wasn't Inkatsi didn't play this match. I don't believe he didn't. He didn't. And want to know the reason why he didn't, or want to know why the reason why Reese Nelson was on the bench because cousin Ketia was yeah. wasn't on the bench. Yeah, it was so crazy, bro. On the highlights on YouTube, it was like the last thing that they said was, and uh, Reese Nelson makes the bench because and Ketia doesn't. I was yeah. like, how how did how did how did y'all? It was like y'all knew, like yeah, why even? Um, it's it's crazy. It's crazy. You guys got depth, um, though. You guys got depth because someone's and, not gonna make the the, the bench. Yeah, and, and let me say this. Let me say this, and I'll kind of like start to wrap up in this note. We can go back all the way to the beginning of this season. These episodes. I liked what we I saw out of Reese Nelson during preseason. I liked what I saw him in the beginning of the season. I believe that. That loan to Feyenoord, I don't even know how to pronounce their team name. Feyenoord, um, that loan did wonders for him. I, I think he really became, he grew into himself at, at at 
um, at that club. And he was doing well over there too. You know, they wanted, he won a title over there. He won a cup over there. So, you know, I feel like all of that experience, once he brought it here, I feel like he was like, okay, now I feel, I feel more prepared to take this challenge on, you know, I, I've done it. I, I've won a cup somewhere else. I have that experience. I know what it takes to, to win and, and, and to go and win, uh, you know, silverware. And I feel like, you know, this is a team that, they're going to go and try to fight for some type of silverware next year. He didn't know we're going to be fighting for a Premier League title necessarily, but he said we're going to be fighting for something at least, and I think I can go and help this team. And I saw that in preseason. I saw that in preseason. I saw that early in the season. And, you know, there are other guys in front of him. I understand that. There are other guys in front of him. You're going to bring in guys, and he he's had to prove himself, especially through all the injuries and everything else. And he's been injured throughout the season as well. Yeah. But, man, for him to, to come out and, I mean – it's 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 literally a dream come true. When after the match, you know, after everything, it was a it was a graphic. I remember watching this. Is Gabriel, the center back, goes over to him and looks, and he starts pointing up and says, "This is God. This is God." And it's the truth, man. I mean, all the injuries, everything. You get loaned out. You know, you come back. You start. You play well in the beginning of the season. You really don't get the time. You get injured again. Now there's an injury on the team. You're you're healthy, so you get put into the squad a guy who hasn't really been performing possibly as well as you has been injured more than you gets in before you, he doesn't perform and you get subbed in with him with less time to, to make things happen. And, and shout out to Smith Rowe as well, because, you know, he did get us an assist on the second goal. He did get Partey the assist on the second goal. So, you know, he did do a little bit of something, but outside of that performance was terrible. So then for, you know, with less time, Reese Nelson to come on, boom, get an assist in a couple of minutes and then score a game-winning goal like that in a season where, like, he knows that we need that goal. Come on, man. I can't I can't wait. Like, I've been waiting. I've been waiting for Reese Nelson to, like, get some more time because I really feel like he's a very dynamic player, extremely dynamic. Yeah, give him um, extension. And, and man, extension. It, just shows the, it just shows the depth now. Now we can, okay, we can bring Jorginho off the bench. We can bring Jacques off the bench. We can bring Fabio Vieira off the bench. We can bring Rich Nelson off the bench. I mean, Tresari reports are he's only out two weeks. So, you know, we still have players we can bring off the bench. Gabriel Jesus, he's not even back yet. You know, so it, it's good to have, I mean, we have Kiwar, uh, I, I don't know how to pronounce his name, but Jacob. He hasn't even played yet. Oh, He's a yeah. defender. Yeah. And I've been hearing very, very good things about him as well. So we have guys that are just loading right now. They're not even – and we had, we're bringing in signings this summer. This is without the summer signings. So, you know, it's it's an exciting time. But but not to look to the future too much. You know, this, this match just proves a lot about this team. It proves the character about this team. It proves that, you know, we've been through darkness and we've seen what what that is, what that is and what that's felt like. And what, where we don't want to be. And now I feel like we're on the other side of that. Um, and I feel like this team has a different swagger about them, a different character to them. And they know they know who they are now. I feel like it took it took last year for them to get to this point. They needed last year. We needed we all needed that to be like, we're almost there, but you need it, you need that extra little bit of work. How bad do you do you want it? And clearly we want it. So yeah. I love what I see right now. But I also think that we need to improve on what we didn't do correctly on those goals as well. You know, those goals happen for a reason. So 
let's crack that. But no, nah, I feel confident. Feel confident going into you know Europa League this this uh this Thursday and then Fulham on Sunday. So it'll be good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I feel it. Before we hop into predictions, though, I did want to say um, Neymar's out for the season. Yeah. He's um, so about to get surgery. Sad. surgery. Um, so, yeah, man, prayers to him. Hopefully he comes back um, soon. I mean, I, there's not, like, a summer tournament this year, so, like, he can just chill and just focus on just getting back and getting right. Um, but it's interesting, though, man, because – I don't know, bro. I don't see it. someone's not staying there. So someone's leaving, whether it be him, whether it be Mbappe. Um, I'm, gonna, I'm not gonna lie to you guys. If we get the Qatar guys in, I think we're gonna get Mbappe. <laughs> yeah, I'm not gonna lie to you. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, that's a different conversation, but um, yeah, man. I saw a few um, was it photoshops of him in a Chelsea shirt. I don't see it. I personally don't think that he would ever come to the Premier League. I think that he would be very successful. Ever? No, I don't think he. I if he, I mean, bro, he's like damn near my age. He, he's thirty one. Like, like he's about to come to the Premier League now after having surgery. I don't oh, know. you're talking Neymar. I thought you were talking Mbappe. I'm like, no, no, no. He he's coming. <laughs> I'm yeah. trying to tell you, he's coming. I was talking about Neymar, but okay, I feel you. PSG plays so? P- bro. <laughs> it, it, it's not me. It's 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 what they got going on. But um, I really think so. I really, really think so. You heard it here first. I don't know when it'll be, but I can already tell you. Rashford and Mbappe will be on the same front line. Just wait. <laughs> Just wait. For Harry Kane, too, huh? No, no, no. no. We don't need that. We don't need that. <laughs> that. Keep that okay. Brexit bullshit over there. <laughs> we don't need that. <laughs> nah, we're Qatari now. Um, yeah, man. That's a, well, well, shit. Predictions. I mean, shit. PSG plays Bayern Munich. Now that Neymar is out, um, so is PSG. In my opinion, <laughs> no, I, still think, I still think PSG go through. You think so? Do they play tomorrow? Are they the, are they the ones tomorrow? I think they're. No, we play, play tomorrow. tomorrow. Oh, y'all play. Tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But oh well, y'all play tomorrow. Come on, start predictions, my boy. Uh, so yeah, we play tomorrow. Dormant Down at the bridge, up. huh? Down one. Yeah, so again, like I said, we need to win by two to go through. Um, Reese James is supposed to be back. Rumors that Conte should be possibly available. I really am really, really skeptical about that, but we'll see how it is. Kovacic is back as well, so we do have depth coming back to our team. Um, I forgot about him. Honestly, 2-0. That's what we need. I'm just going to go ahead and say 2-0. Chelsea minus one. Um, again, I truly don't know where these goals are going to come from. I would love to see Mudrick. I think we need a dynamic player, Mudrick. Android 18? Somebody, bro. <laughs> I think we need a dynamic player. I'd love to see him, especially if we have a Conte that actually plays. 
we need somebody that's quick, dynamic, and ready to pounce on a counterattack. And I think Modric, M- Mudrick would be... Um, yeah, like Android look. 18. Look at her. That's Android 18. You guys watch Dragon Ball Z? Yes, bro. <laughs> oh, <God>. Anyway, <laughs> I think 2-0. And then over the weekend, we play Leicester away at the King Power. Um, You know... Just need another three points. If it's one nil, no, I'll take it. But I think we, I think we be lesser. I'll, I'll, I'll say, I'll say one nil. Two. <laughs> I, I'll say one nil, man. He said there's going to be total over one goal in the game. That's all I know. <laughs> Someone's going to score. Someone's going to score. I'm, I'm saying one nil. Okay. Well, I, I don't know where else to start but this has to be a grg uh <laughs> after the um what happened on sunday I, I think we have to come out against Real betis and have a good showing i think it's important Murder. yeah <laughs> it's important for the team. <laughs> it's important for the team uh for their morale um like i said man the last time that we got beat like this or be you know just pretty bad in general. We we kicked on, and with the manager, I have I don't doubt him at all. So I think we'll beat Betis. I said I think we'll beat them. I think we'll get right. I think we'll beat them two. Let's say two nil. I'll tell you on that Cornelius two nil. And then over the weekend, shit, bro. I'm not gonna lie. I've been just. After the the <laughs> what happened on uh, Sunday, I just I checked out. We play Southampton at home. Um, I I couldn't I couldn't ask for two better game two games than these games that we have in front of us. Southampton at home, that has to be like we. That's like I'm calling two GRGs this week. One in Europa League because it just we lost the previous game, and one against Southampton at home. We have to we have to put on a put on a performance in front of the fans. That will be a route, I think, three nil. Okay. 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 Mr. Top of the League. <laughs> we should we should do CD. We play sporting. So we have two away games. It's gonna be tough this week. We go to Portugal, play sporting. Um Damn. CP? Uh yeah, I just want to get out of there too now. I'm comfortable coming back to the Emirates. Um, and then over the weekend we go to Fulham. One another clean sheet. Two now, three now. Honestly, we should beat them three now. I feel like, but yeah, two now. Sporting three now against Fulham. Rotate the team a little bit. Um. You know, I think we should let Partey rest, honestly, in this in this uh, sporting match. I think we should like play Jorginho, you know, let let some guys come in and rotate the squad just a little bit. I doubt he does that with Saka, though. You know, he he, he yeah, be like, Saka, you're playing. Yeah, I don't care about you. You're playing, <laughs> you know. You're 19. But, all, you're playing. but also, we, we're kind of struggling right now. We don't have a nine, so... Martinelli probably have to play Trasar's injured, so some guy we're gonna have to rotate guys. Smith Rose is a perfect opportunity for you to bounce back. He'll probably travel with the team. It's a perfect opportunity for you to bounce back, my guy. 
So, yeah, man, it's going to be a tough week for us, but we'll prevail. We'll come through. Six points. And Liverpool plays Bournemouth. I, hmm. I hope they get crushed. I hope. Another 7 0 team. I hope. Whatever, yeah, I don't know. I hope whatever happened to us was just a blip. And then they go back to, you know, who they are. Um, I don't know. I, I mean, I, I, you know, I will say ever since I Spice left, they've been decent. Konate <laughs> <laughs> came back, man. Konate came back, man. I, I was salty when I, I Spice is crazy. Bro, he's been hurt for a minute. When I saw him in the lineup, I was like, damn. He looked good. He actually looked good. I'm I'm still so happy I didn't watch that game live. I, I yeah, just, no, I'm happy for you too because you wouldn't have done all right. Yeah, no, it would have been it would have been bad for you, boss. And City plays Crystal Palace um, away three from points. home, so that's three points too, man. We gotta keep an eye on them. Noisy neighbors. What about Spurs? Who do they play? Spurs. Let's check. Cornelius Spurs plays. I actually don't have them favorited on uh football so <laughs> i actually don't know <laughs> you, you gotta go to the day yeah you gotta scroll yeah yeah i actually i'll get right with you in one second here. uh yo do they play i think they're sorry oh, yeah, they do nottingham forest <laughs> they're on a bye week honestly, <laughs> honestly they might draw yeah they got nottingham forest at home man that's, that's a must. That that's a GRG for them. Yeah, I see. Uh, um, who's the He's guy? Who who's the guy that scored on City that came from Newcastle? Chris Wood. Oh, Chris God. Wood go. And yeah. Johansson. All right, you guys got any shout outs before we get out of here? Shout out Tata. Shout out Reese Nelson. Shout out my skipper Odegaard. Shout out Wesley Fofana, one of the two Fofanas on our team. You know what I'm saying? Getting that three points for the mandem. And we move. I would say shout out every footballer in the world <laughs> that doesn't play for Manchester United. <laughs> because that was a disgrace. 100%. And uh, lastly, we didn't, we didn't, we didn't give him his props, but Ronaldo keeps scoring. Oh <laughs> yeah, <That's... laughs> yalla, 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 yo man, <laughs> top of the league. I'm just yeah, saying, yo, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I'm just saying, about to win a trophy. Gotta relax. <laughs> oh my god, I can't make it up. But yeah, he's about to win a trophy, man. Keep scoring braces, and <laughs> it's just easy for him. I don't know if you guys have actually watched the highlights, but. Like, look no. at him. Look at him, bro. He be ripping shots. He be ripping <laughs> shots. And it just—that's why like, he went over there, man. He went over there just to ball. <laughs> bro, he had he to get his mojo back or something. Yeah, bro. He's he's looking like vintage 2015, 2016 <laughs> Cristiano right now. But yeah, man. Um, oh, bro. That's it, man. Great week of football for some of us. Um, <laughs> Appreciate everybody for tuning in. Um, and as always, good luck to you and your future endeavors.